Does God dream about you? If so, what is his ideal for you? What does he hope for more than anything else? Good morning, Crosslifers. Good to have you here in worship, connecting with Jesus and with each other. Good morning, Facebook Live followers. Great to have you here today. We love seeing your comments that explain how, this, how the message is meaningful to you, and so uh, keep commenting. We love it, and even people here commenting. Uh, we love to see that engaged in the message. And uh, good morning, afternoon, or evening, YouTube channel watchers and video followers. Don't forget, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And uh, please share. If this message is meaningful to you, please share it online with others so that they hear of Jesus too. Busy moms dream of just five minutes without an infant crying, without kids calling mom, 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 without the laundry, without the dishes, without dust screaming for attention. Unfulfilled workers dream of a new job or a new boss or better benefits. Then there's the dream team, there's the dream date, there's the dream vacation. Dreams have a way of connecting us with our ideal. So Jacob had a dream. In the Bible, the, the Bible reports that this man named Jacob had a dream, except it wasn't just Jacob's dream, it was also God's dream for Jacob. It was God's ideal for Jacob. Does God dream about you too? And if God does dream about you, what's his ideal for you? What does God want for you more than anything? You have that answer as we recount the story of Jacob in the Bible in Genesis chapter 28. So I'm going to be, begin reading at verse 10, and here's the story of Jacob and his dream. Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven, and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth, and you will be spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. When Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. You know, in order to understand Jacob's dream a little better, um, we need to understand Jacob better. So let me give you a little background. 
the best way to remember Jacob is, uh, is this, his, his relationship with his twin brother Esau. So Jacob lived his life trying to get a leg up on his twin brother Esau. The Bible tells us that when these two twin boys were in the womb, they were already tussling with each other. And that when they were born, Esau was born first, and he came out first, and Jacob was born grabbing onto Esau's heel as if he was saying, not so fast, bro. And so his parents named him in the Hebrew Yaakov, which means heel grabber. One who pulls others back so he can get ahead. Manipulator. That's Jacob. And that really described Jacob very well for the rest of his life. Jacob manipulated people and circumstances so that he could get his own way and so that he could be on the top of the totem pole, so he could be on top of things. He burned bridges through his young years and, and young adolescent years. He burned bridges with his family, especially his brother Esau and his father, whom he tricked into receiving that special birthright blessing, if you know his story. And Esau, he, he, he made Esau, his twin brother, so angry that Esau wanted to kill him. And so now Jacob is running for his life. It's a life that he had ruined by his manipulation. He's running away from home to a foreign country. And so, and, and he has this dream. But before this encounter with God, Jacob dreamed a lot about himself. His ideal was getting ahead of others and being on top of things. I don't think I have to explain that too much to any of us today, the drive to get ahead of others and, and be on top of things, the, the gift that we all have by nature to be manipulators, to get people to do stuff. I mean, who of you wants to argue with me that at the age of one year old, you figured this out? You figured out if you cried or, or screamed or whined in just the right way, bam, your parents would do something for you. They'd change your dirty diaper, they'd feed you, they'd, they'd rock you to sleep. And we learn this early on and we never forget it. Or, uh, or how about this? You're out with friends, you're having a good time, you take a group selfie, you, you, you snap six quick pictures on your phone, and then it's time to post one of those six pictures. Well, which one do you choose? Well, oh, oh, not that one. My, I'm not smiling. Oh, not that one. My, my hair is out of place. Oh, oh not, oh, not that one. You can see my gray hair. Oh, not, not that one, because I'm a manipulator of people, and I like to think of my, myself ahead of others. There, we said it. We're all heel grabbers. Don't deny it. Our ideal for ourselves, like Jacob's ideal for himself, is, is what can I get out of this? How can I get on top of the totem pole? How can I get ahead of others where our ego is always, always comparing? And we don't like to be behind others. We, we want to get ahead. We want to be on top. So we find ourselves like Jacob, at least before this encounter, dreaming our own dreams and not God's dreams. 
being heel grabbers is not God's idea of how we relate to other people, how we, how we relate even to circumstances. And then, and then Jacob here, instead of being at the totem pole, is at the bottom of the barrel. Chapter 28, verse 11 of Genesis says, when he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. It's time for bed. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. So Jacob was running for his life, a life that he had ruined. He's in the middle of nowhere, it says in this, this certain place. Well, where is that? It's in the middle of nowhere, and he uses a stone for a pillow. Now, why would you use a stone for a pillow? I mean, my wife sleeps with a really hard pillow that I could never, ever in my life sleep on, but it's, but it's not quite the stone, even though she calls it the rock. Why would, when you're traveling, why would you use a stone for a pillow? You use a stone for a pillow when you have absolutely nothing else. Jacob has no backpack. He has no second piece of luggage. He has no dirty underwear. You know what? No extra shirt. He has nothing to use for a pillow. He has to use a stone. He's, Jacob's got nothing. And he's alone and he's afraid, and he's at the bottom of the barrel, which is a very dark place. And let me tell you something worse than all of that. Jacob is not calling out to God. We hear no crying out from Jacob. We, we hear no confessing of his sins to God and asking for help. We hear no bedtime prayer. We just see a man who tried as, as best possible to get to the top of the totem pole and is now at the bottom of the barrel. Jacob knows about God, but doesn't really know God. Say so Jacob learned about God. But I would say at this point, he's not in love with God. He had this classroom knowledge of God, but God was not in his circumstances, not in his mind, not in his faith. Verses 12 and 13. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching heaven. And the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above stood the Lord. It, kind of some neat Hebrew in here that it just helps to touch on a little bit. There's this really cool Hebrew word in here that uh, it, it's hard to translate into English, but it's like an exclamatory kind of, wow, I'm, this came out of nowhere. Oh, oh it's, I'm surprised. It's kind of like, whoa. And there's three woes in there. J- Jacob says, whoa, a, a stairway. Whoa, angels. Whoa, God. And so Jacob saw three things. He saw the stairway connecting heaven and earth. He saw angels, which always depict something happening from God. Angels are God's servants, his messengers. And so angels depict God interacting with human beings. And he saw God himself. And in the Hebrew grammar here, doesn't necessarily mean that God was standing only at the top of the stairway. It, it, 
it, it means God is like overseeing it all. I picture God, ex- Jacob actually, is looking up and not, not seeing God at the top of the stairway or only at the top of the stairway, but looking up and seeing God like a, like a parent standing over a child going to sleep. There above stood the Lord. Those are the three things that he saw. I love that. And here's why. Jacob wasn't thinking of God. But God was thinking of him. Jacob wasn't looking for an encounter with God. He was just running for his life. But God was looking for an encounter with him. Jacob tried hard to get to the top of the totem pole and ended up at the bottom of the barrel. God, who exists at the very ultimate top of the totem pole, came down, way down, and in his mercy came to that dark place, came to the bottom of the barrel with Jacob and found him there. In his fear, in his pain, in his regret, there is the Lord with his promises. Jacob wasn't necessarily dreaming of God, but God was dreaming of him. And in that dream, Jacob heard three things from God. You heard it when I read, read the story. Um, quick re- recap. Number one, he heard God say, I will be with you and I will never leave you. When Jacob is in what he thought was his darkest place, God was there too. And when God is in your dark place, it's really not that dark. Number two, God said, I will give you, Jacob, everything that I have promised to you. I'm not taking them away. Jacob, you're running from your life. You're a heel grabber. You're manipulating people. You've tried to manipulate me, God is saying, and I'm not here to punish you. I'm not taking any of my promises away. I'm here, Jacob, to have mercy on you again. I'm here as the Lord, the faithful God of grace. I'm here to forgive you, to be your father, your friend, And Jacob, stop trying to manipulate and be on top of everything. I'll take care of that, and I'll take care of you too. I will keep my promises. And thirdly, I'll be with you, number one. I'll keep my promises to you, number two. Thirdly, God says, Jacob, you will bless a lot. You'll be a blessing to a lot of people today and and in the future and for a long time. God is saying, Jacob, I have plans for you. You're trying to run away from what you've created as your own identity, and I have this purpose for you, and I have this dream for you, and Jacob, you're going to do great things if you listen to me, if you do it my way, if you trust in me, Jacob. You will be a blessing to many people. And he was God's way. Maybe you've been in that dark place where where your dreams haven't really been God's dreams, and God seems so distant, 
So far away, things are dark, confusing. And you're in that place like, like Jacob. You want God to be more engaged, more involved, and, and he's, he's distant and things are dark. One of, the, uh, one of the tallest mountains that I've climbed, there's taller mountains in this one, but this is just, this is the tallest that I've climbed. Not, not driven up, not ridden my motorcycle, not taken a cable car, but actually walked like it took two hours to walk up was, uh, was a mountain when I was in Beijing, China, near the, some of the mountains that are near the Great Wall. And uh, I remember walking up, this, there was a path. This was like a tourist place, so this, I was not blazing a trail with a machete in the woods. Uh, but this is, a, this is a path, some of it concrete, formed steps, some stone steps. People had obviously walked it before, but weaving uh, the way up this steep, tall mountain two hours later, I'm at the top of this mountain, and on the way up, I'm thinking, where are we going? Are, am I making any progress? The top of the mountain's up there, and I'm walking this way. That, uh, we're going the wrong way. And there's that gorge, that, that big ravine. How are we going to make it over that? And eventually, you, make it, you walk on the path, and you're at the top of the mountain, and you're looking down, and you, you see the destination where all of you started, and you see the winding path along the way, and you see the, the gorge, the ravine that you crossed, and you see where the path kind of goes a little bit down, where you thought, I'm not, I'm not going to make it to the top. And all of it, you're looking, and you're at the top of the mountain. You're saying, ah, that's how that works. I shouldn't have doubted the path. I should have trusted that the path would get me here. So that top of the mountain view, that's God's view all the time. You and I do not get the privilege of that view. You and I are not at the ultimate highest top of the mountain like God is. The best place for us to be is the place where Jacob was. And that's having an encounter with God who comes to us, and, and the best way to encounter God, here it is. I'm going to give it away. The best way to encounter God is the stairway. The stairway. That's the key to this whole story, is the stairway. So let me ask you a question. Kids, you hang with me here. Hopefully you've been paying, a lot, paying attention to the story. Let me ask you a yes or no question, kids. Did Jacob climb the stairway to heaven? Yes or no? Did he climb it? No. no. He just he stayed on the ground. He was sleeping. Did Jacob have to uh, find seven steps to get closer to God? No. Did Jacob have to achieve anything? Did Jacob have to meet any condition? Did Jacob have to behave a little better in order to get God's better attention? No, no, no. You know, this is not the stairway to heaven, is it? This is the stairway from heaven. This is God, the ultimate highness, coming down 
to a man in a dark place, to a man at the bottom of the barrel, to a man who tried to climb to the top of the totem pole and even replace God, who needs mercy and grace and hope. And here God is. The stairway is God keeping all his promises to Jacob and to you. When you are in your dark place, when you are in the, uh, at, at the bottom of the barrel, when others are getting ahead of you and you don't know why, when you can't find God, when things are distant, it's not that you have to take the right seven steps to just to get a little higher, just to get a little closer to heaven like I would climb this ladder. God doesn't want that and he doesn't need that and it's not his dream for you. God's ideal for you. What he wants for you more than anything is that you live life as an encounter with him that sees his stairway, that sees him connecting heaven with you and sees, sees him coming down. Even when you're not thinking of him, even when you're not looking for him, even when you're not dreaming of him, God thinks of you and he looks for you and he dreams of you. Here's a, uh, a higher question for older kids. You got to know your Bibles to answer this question. When was another time when God, in all his holiness and grace, descended from above and came to earth? When there were angels announcing what he was doing, and when he came, he didn't bring thunder and judgment, but he, but he came in grace and mercy and forgiveness on a stairway. Very early in his ministry, beginning his saving work on the earth, let me read to you something that Jesus said. Jesus said, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. So Jesus, who likes to refer to himself as the Son of Man, so he's, called, he's talking about himself here, he's referring to himself as the Son of Man, says, I am the stairway. I am, I am the connection between heaven and earth. You know, a lot, of, a lot of religions will say that uh, we need to, to take steps to get, get to God, to take the right steps to get up to Him, behave in certain ways. Do you notice Jesus, when, he's, when He talks about Himself, He's not walking on the steps? Jesus is not walking on the stairway? Jesus is the stairway. Jesus is the steps. Jesus is the way and the truth in the life, Jesus connects you to all that there is of heaven. Jesus is your encounter with God. So what, one last thing we can learn from Jacob in this dream, on, based on Jacob's response, here's what he says in verses 16 and 17. So he has this dream, this encounter with God, and Jacob says, surely the Lord is in this place, and I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. <laughs> in the middle of this 
this encounter when Jacob is not searching for God, Jacob is not loving God with all his heart and mind and soul and strength, J- Jacob's not interested in getting closer to God, and, and God comes close to him, and God looks for an encounter with him, and God dreams of him. And what happens as a result? God gets Jacob's attention. Jacob says, this is the Lord, and the Lord is the Bible's name for God, the God who who keeps His promises, the I am God of faithful grace. This is the Lord, and I didn't even know it. See, he admits, I wasn't looking for it. I wasn't trying to make it happen. I wasn't even aware of it, and God doesn't come to you based on how aware and how knowledgeable and, and how good you are. He doesn't need you to save you. He doesn't need you to forgive you. He doesn't need you to bless you. Jacob says, I wasn't even aware of it, and here's the Lord. And he was afraid. I'd be afraid too, a big realistic dream like that, and God standing over my head and angels. It's okay to be afraid. Don't let your fear paralyze you. Let your fear lead you to, to come closer to God and trust in Him in faith. And then Jacob is this, this, this awe, this awe of God. And, and God is simply saying this, Jacob, heaven is open. That's what, that's what the dream said in the description. Heaven is open, as in open for business. I'm God, and Jacob, through my son, Jesus Christ, Jacob, I am opening heaven and all that there is to you. So when you're in that dark place, at the bottom of the barrel, everybody's getting ahead of you. You can't get ahead. There's something better than grabbing others' heels. And it's going to God in humble trust and knowing that when He dreams about you, His ideal for you is that He can connect with you through Jesus. And he says to you, oh, oh, my child, you have your own dreams. I'm not always going to give you what you are dreaming because of this. My dream for you is so much better. Amen. Let's pray. What a dream, God. Thank you for letting us into it through the faithfulness of of your word, your holy scriptures passed down to us and still ours now today. We put ourselves in Jacob's position. We realize that that we try to get ahead of people too much, too often. We even try to get ahead of you and manipulate you into doing things our way. We, We ask your forgiveness, God, and in your mercy and in your grace, having your forgiveness, We now believe that you will lead the way, that you will guide us like you guided Jacob. May this message resonate with us this week as we seek to do what we know you want us to do, as we seek to live your ways which we don't always understand, which are so high from us, higher than the heavens are from the earth. But we know we can trust you because you are the God who comes down. You are the God who descends into our darkness and lights the way with your love. Thank you for this message today. May it go with us this week and always. We pray this in the name of our Savior, Jesus. Amen. Some religions profess that you have to take steps to encounter God, that you have to do things and climb higher. 
Jesus says that He is the steps. He is your encounter with God. Find your reassurance in Him. God opens heaven and gives you everything He has, including His own Son. Have you ever dreamed about phenomenal gifts or promises from God and they came true? We'd love to hear about it and encourage others through your story, so please comment below. Hey, have a great rest of the week and follow us on YouTube and Facebook for the rest of the Dreamer series. Thanks for watching and for gifts that support our video ministry.